This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. I, I don't know if Atlanta knows uh, whether they're going to have Trey Young or not. And do we really expect all of those role players that showed up in their last game to repeat that performance? I don't think so. Give me the bucks. And uh, right now we're at two, two and a half. That line's going to move. It's going to move in one direction or the other based on the status of Trey Young. But I'll, I'll take the Bucks now at that two, two and a half number to win and cover at home. And everyone's going to be shocked. If you're on a sideline, and the question is, will he be able to return for game six? Will Trey Young be able to return for the Atlanta Hawks? And the Bucks bounce back here in Milwaukee and about to win game five to take the three games for two lead on the series. Game six will take place in Atlanta. From BetQL. Welcome into BetQL Daily. We're here weekdays at 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Hello with Joe Giglio. we got Paul Aspen, Jake Kassan. Jake Kassan, very down. Very down, Joe G. Kofi Coburn, Transfer Portal. He's a huge Illini fan. He but, can uh, still come back. People are acting <laughs> yeah, like this yeah, is the end of the world. Yeah, a lot of times people, you know, it's kind of like you're in a long relationship. I just want to test the waters sure. see other people it could take a break out. Yeah, it so could, it could still work out yeah yeah maybe. yeah yeah sure uh-huh. okay good luck with that jake be optimistic i'm fine with that on on the friday uh heading into the holiday weekend jake galley here as well we've got quentin mayo 10 20 eastern time co-host of mgm tonight one of the four live sports betting shows here every day on the betql network 11 20 alex smith co-host of the ice guys he's terrific with hockey we have game three this evening it might be the second to last game of the entire season joe g i i don't know about you but uh extra pep in your step i know you're always up for these shows but i kind of kind of get a little excited when uh it's the three-day weekend, right? Yeah, well, of course, right? Yeah. It's a holiday weekend. Let's yes. go. <laughs> I am excited. I do have the extra energy. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about here yeah. after last night, after you called it with the Bucks, And, I mean, goodness gracious, Joe, when you get a playoff game, game five of the Eastern Conference Finals, and your leading scorers are Brooke Lopez and Bogdanovich, you, you know we're in uncharted territory here. We're going to get to all that full breakdown on the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you know what the Suns are hoping. Like, push this thing to seven. Push this thing into next week. Uh, there's a decent chance that that could happen. Atlanta is favored to win game number six at home. But we start with the hardball. Fastball seems to be ticking up just a little bit. Boy, there's a good changeup right in the great spot. Tough play down the right side. Ronnie Guerrero makes a heck of a play. That's a tough play for a first baseman running away from the infield. Caught the ball over his shoulder just as he slid to the ground. A terrific play by Guerrero. Speaking of Vlad, the home run streak ended last night, right? For the show, it felt like it's been a couple of weeks. Nobody hit a home run prop. I think we're out. Yeah, we, we oh, tapped man. out on that. I was hoping Winker end of the game that he was, but he just hit a dribbler over to the right side. But the Reds do walk it off. Uh, they beat the Padres uh, last night. One of the most notable things from yesterday, DeGrom. They got to him in the first inning this season. He allowed no runs, one hit. And then yesterday, three runs on three hits. Eh. And he settles in, eight, eight straight strikeouts, finishes with 14, flies over the K-prop. Yeah, he, I mean, he went over it fast. I think he struck out eight in a row at one point, which he's yep. done a lot. 
Um, yeah, he, he bled yesterday. He, he is human. But then he threw the water bottle in the dugout, and then he basically decided the Braves aren't touching him the rest of the night. If you think 14 strikeouts to walks is crazy, his strikeout to walk ratio this year is about 14 to 1. This is just who he is. He retired the last 18 batters that he faced. So in a game in which he uh, finally gets touched up in the first inning, one of the more impressive outings of the year, right? <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, and, and his ERA was still under under one. So uh, yeah. it just shows how great this guy is right now. Arenado makes his return to Coors Field. There was some cheering, some jeering. That's interesting. I, I was just thinking if we want to go down Narrative Street, Joe G, uh, we should probably just we'll wait on the numbers this morning. Arenado, home run prop every game. He's going to hit one out in the series, right? Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. and I, I would imagine he's going to. Trot around the bases a little extra slow. Soak that in because that that relationship went bad fast with him and that team. Yes, yes. Uh, Burns, how about that? One of the spin rate guys on our radar under the caper. He pitched into the eighth inning. I know he's not too concerned about it because the Brewers win 7-2 over Pittsburgh. They've now reeled off nine consecutive victories, but Burns only five strikeouts and seven and a third. And early on, and I took the over and I was wrong on that, early on, he didn't have any. And I kept re- refreshing the box score of the game. Joe, I thought the box score was broken. I was like, no, 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 this is a mistake. They, they didn't update the case. He at least has one or two. Because I think he went the first two or three innings without a strikeout. So he rallied to get the five later in the game. But first turn it through through the order, uh, in the first couple of innings, he didn't have any, which is so yeah. unlike him. couple other notable things. Speaking of home run props, maybe look at Joey Gallo. Five straight games, he's gone deep. Rangers take out the Athletics 8-2. to two. Plus 270 today, by the way. Uh, can he go six in a row against bad. a righty for the Mariners? We'll hit on that. I'm sure we go prop shopping. But, yeah, it's funny. We talked earlier in the week about who's going to be the guy that jumps into this mix, that kind of goes on a run and, and gets himself at least on the periphery of the of the home run race. Maybe Joey Gallo. And here's one I, I found interesting quickly here, Joe. His numbers against high spin rate are horrible. Fastballs with high spin rate, he doesn't hit them. Fastballs with medium to low spin rates, he crushes them. Maybe he's the guy because wow. he's he might benefit from you know the sticky stuff disappearing more than anyone. I've always liked him, um, and I, I think he's an interesting player, versatile player, and obviously the power is crazy good. Five games in a row at a home run. That's, uh, that's definitely something we're going to keep our eye on. How far back is he? He has 20 now, so I, I think he's relatively in the mix. I think he started this with 15. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll have to discuss that later on in the show. Yes, he does have 20. He's tied with Matt Olson, so he's eight back of Otani. Yeah, it's, it's not out of the realm. That, I mean, I mean he, no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, he's the kind of guy, too, that has that kind of power. I mean, he's got 40 home run power. And the summer in Texas just started. That's right. <laughs> yeah, watch out. A couple other things that we've talked about throughout the week, so I think it's uh, worth noting. The Dodgers take out the Nationals 6-2. It's a rain-shortened game, five innings. If you're betting into home run props, maybe that's something that uh, we're taking a look at. They might have a rain-shortened game here. So if you're going to miss a couple of plate appearances for Schwarber in this example, maybe it's not worth it, especially uh, with his name value and the bombs that he's been hitting when you're not getting three to one. But we mentioned it a couple times this week. Max Muncy, Grand Slam. MVP. That Those odds are still good. It's your guy. Max Muncy, just saying, just saying. Watch out if he can go on some sort of a run here. And then also, Ivaldi kind of got lost in it because the Boston Red Sox put up a 15 spot. Another nice start for him. This one against Kansas City. 
seven innings of uh, shutout baseball for Evaldi. You know what? I've been, I've been sitting on the 60 to one idea with Evaldi for the Cy Young. I might have to just take it now before it moves. I mean, he's, he's pitching well and he, and he's their best pitcher right now by a lot. I, I mentioned the only case against him is the lack of punch outs, six strikeouts and no walks. I think that's the key there. So Evaldi, nice performance as a Red Sox win 15 to one. And uh, we have game three. The scene shifts to Montreal. The Canadians just trying to get into the series. Why don't 16 6 here in period two? Here comes Goodrow. High winding down. The pass across. Score! A diving play by Craig Coleman in the final second of the period. Joe G, we've got game three of the Stanley Cup final this evening. Tampa Bay still the favorite. But now that they go on the road, maybe there is a little bit of value if you think the Lightning are just going to sweep this thing. Uh, Tampa Bay over on points bet, minus 131. Montreal, plus 120. The total is five. My gut reaction is if I'm betting Montreal against this Lightning squad in the Stanley Cup final, I understand. You think uh, you're going to have the crowd behind you. Maybe there's something there. They played much better in game number two. A couple of critical mistakes. But... In the betting perspective, I need better than plus 120 if I want the Lightning to lose. That was my feeling, too, because I woke up this morning. I'm looking at, at some plays maybe for the day, and I said, you know what? What's the, what's the money line there? on you know, How much value am I getting with the Canadians? I was hoping plus 140, plus 145 yeah. at home. You're only getting plus 120. I mean, our, I think all of, our, all of our feelings as we watched the first couple of games is sweep. Tonight's the night. If, they, if, if the NHL wants the casual fan to get in on this and start really jumping in on this series, you need a Canadians win tonight. I just, I can't feel good betting it. I know both games were at home, but Tampa Bay covered the puck line in games one and two on the road. Not a great idea, usually in the playoffs, but we've seen how Montreal's been on class thus far. Tampa Bay on the puck line, plus 205. It's pretty good for a team that has dominated the series. You're getting a lot of value there. I mean, you yeah. are going against the home crowd. You're going against the idea of desperation. There's a, there's a lot on the Montreal side to go against that. But, man, plus 205, that's that would be hard to pass up later on. Yeah, game two, Montreal um, outshot them by 20 shots. Still lose by a couple of goals. That's Lefsky's been insane so far. So maybe that's the look. I'm not betting on the cup futures. Minus 1250 for Tampa Bay. Uh, the favorite for the uh, exact outcome of the series is 4 nothing Tampa Bay. You can find that at only plus 470. Let's get to the hardwood. Why don't the Milwaukee Bucks go back to how they beat the Miami Heat? Put Brooke Lopez down in the post, which they did against Bam Adebayo, and he had the size, he had the weight, he had the experience, and it paid dividends. I know he's not shooting as many threes as he normally does, but force Capella to play him on the defensive end. Capella can't guard him. That was kind of a windmill slam. Right before Marv, that was the voice of Will Purdue NBA analyst on BetQL Daily yesterday. What a call. But I, I don't think Will Purdue would have said 33 points, seven rebounds, four blocks for Lopez, a season, and playoff career high for Lopez. I mean, you talk about a microcosm of the series and the playoffs in general. Earlier on in the series, part of the discussion from some people was, Boy, I don't know that you can keep Lopez on the court. 
I, I don't know that you can do this with him with the drop zone defense, all that. And and now look at him. He he won you that game along with Bobby Portis. <laughs> well, how about the big man, Will Purdue? He's like, listen, give it to the big man. Let him do, yeah. let him do the job. Brooke was amazing last night. And that was, I remember when Brooke Lopez came out of school. And I was a, I was a pretty big fan of his. I thought he'd be a good player in the end. But, you know, he was more of a, a, a focal point when he was young of those early Nets teams. And then his career's changed. He became a three-point shooter. The game changed. And he kind of just... He kind of just fell in the background. He's just a guy, right? He's a starting player on a good team, but no one talks about Brooke Lopez. That was Brooke Lopez. And you said microcosm. Isn't that a microcosm of the NBA playoffs right now? Mm-hmm. That the stars are out. So we, I, I was wondering yesterday, like, who's going to step up? Who, who, whose prop do we go over? Because someone has to make up for these points that Giannis is not there. Brooke was incredible. And, I mean, if you took his prop for the over the points, you, you felt good five minutes into the game. This was his. Man, yeah. So if if you were trying to figure out how you were going to bet this, and I like the Bucks in this game, we figured Lopez would have a strong performance after uh, speaking with Will Purdue. We were thinking uh, Bobby Portis. We kept looking for his props throughout the yep. show. I don't think they were available till later on in the day because during the show they were not available. Uh, Middleton strong performance. Drew Holiday brought a lot of juice to that team. So much energy. He was on the attack from the start of the game. Yeah, and and once the uh, Trey Young news came out, I I was, I was thinking about the timeline before the game started i felt like as soon as you found out trey young was out you knew it was a bucks night and i, I just wonder the mentality like the bucks had all day to prepare all a couple days prepared. they knew Giannis was supposed to get to play in that game it felt like the hawks thought maybe trey young would play in the game and that just seemed to throw the whole thing off like the, didn't it seem like the bucks were prepared to play without their star and the hawks were yes. not in this one yes and i think the bucks should be prepared to play without their star in game number six yeah, yeah, there was this expectation that Trey Young, man, maybe he's really close because he tried to give it a go in warmups. So does that mean he's got to be out there two days later? I, I don't know. If it was an elimination scenario last night, would Troy have been on the court? I would think so. I mean, I yeah. have to imagine he's got to give it a go in game six. I mean, this isn't yeah. a structural thing. This is an ankle issue. Like he's got to play in game six. Otherwise, they're going home. And I, I think we saw now that the two teams – you trust one over the other now without each star. Trey's got to play in game six. The good Bogdanovich is back. Um, John Collins, that was maybe the quietest 19-8 and eight I've ever seen. He should be embarrassed. I mean, Bobby Portis is taking him to school right now. I mean, this is his time to show up. And we have not seen much of John Collins since game one. Now, we found the kryptonite. You won the double-double bet like a little while ago. And since then, John Collins has gone Nothing. a little quiet here. We found the kryptonite for John Collins. It's Bobby Portis, which I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody did. No. Um, You know, I I heard wire to wire victory for the Bucs. And I I heard a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, Atlanta, they're not that far off. They really fought back. They, They got back into that game. I never felt that. I never thought it was that close. Okay, fine. It's 10, 12 points. I didn't think they were gonna give it up at home. Yeah, the game was over in the second quarter. You felt it early. Uh, So the Bucs take a 3-2 advantage in the series. The updated price, Milwaukee minus 480 for the title. It's Phoenix minus 175 to win the championship. We're going to go over offensive and defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. That's next. Joe Ojo G. BetQL Daily from BetQL.